Join me as I talk with people who express their creativity in ways that can inspire the rest of us to recognize our own creativity. And if you enjoy these conversations, please like, subscribe, and share them. Hello and welcome to Creativity Conversations. Sounds like a game show, doesn't it? This is episode 41, (laughs) and I have the awesome pleasure of talking with Jasmine de Vienne, who lives in Quebec, Canada. Welcome, Jasmine. It's great to have you here. Hello. Thank you for inviting me, Nina. You're welcome. So on this series of conversations, we explore the nature of creativity and how it shows up for people in different walks of life. And I'm going to start out by reading Jasmine's bio, and we will go from there and see how creativity unfolds in this conversation. So Jasmine is a businesswoman, life coach, and co-author of the best-selling book, The Midas Touch. She lives in Canada and has dedicated the past 20 years to studying communication, wellness, and understanding the power of the mind. Her life journey and career path have been paved with her passion for entrepreneurship and love of people. She studied business administration and continued on as a customer relationship management coach and trainer. Today, she remains an inquisitive learner and lifelong student always seeking to grow and connect to others. And I think she's an ace at showing other people how to connect and share their message with others. Jasmine is a certified transformative coach. She's honed her skills further and strengthened her commitment to understanding the mind. As a graduate of Michael Neal's Supercoach Academy, she combines her life, work, and educational experience to offer her clients a calm, insightful, and judgment-free conversation on what's possible. So, just with that description alone, Jasmine, you have qualified for two descriptors that are my favorites. One is multi-potentialite, and two is possibilitarian. How did you get to be that way? Um, <laughs> I think originally, well, I, I'm thinking about growing up, growing up, my father was an entrepreneur and he had his own business and, you know, and so I, I guess, I guess I was born into it. <laughs> That's how it began. I remember I remember the very first thing I wanted to do was candies. I went to this little, I'd go to this little, you know, I lived in a small town and I'd go to this little, it was a little basically shed on the side of the road and there they would sell burgers and, and they would sell candy and stuff. And, and they, I'm, I'm a cotton candy fan. If you, if you don't know this about me, I love cotton candy and they had cotton candy. So I was there often and I met the guy who was delivering the cotton candy and we started talking, you know, I mean, you know, me, you know, that I talk, um, How back then I, I was young. I think I was like 10 or 11, no joke. And started talking with the guy 
And he says, would you like to make the candies? I need somebody to make the candies. So I said, yes. So I told my mom I wanted us to make candy. So my mom and I started making candy. So he brought the cotton candy machine at the house. And he brought us some, like we were making suckers, you know, like the suckers. Lollipops. That's that's the word I was looking for. Um, We were making candy apples. We were making cotton candy. We were making nuts. Like, and it was like, I started so young. That was like, by 10, I was already babysitting and I was doing all of this stuff with kids. I wanted money, basically. Um, So yeah, so I guess it was always there. as I grew up and I just love doing new stuff. <laughs> well, that's, that to me is really a, a characteristic of, of you and your personality is that you're, you have an amazing ability to go after something to problem solve or solution find and, and you don't stop till you get it. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is much more than most people do. Yeah, that that is definitely there. I've always like, I I guess a, a character trait of mine is I don't accept no for an answer. <laughs> or it's not no, really. It's when somebody says, that's not possible. I kind of go, really? Let me see. And then I go find out for myself, you know, that's the possibilitarian in you. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I remember how computers started, like you and I have been working with computers a lot. And how computers started was, and when I got out of school in, in the 90s, um, I right out of school, I came into this company. And I just, I I'm the kind of person who just takes charge. I just take stuff on. Like, you don't have to ask me. I just take it on. Um, And so I started answering the phone and I didn't like the message on the answering machine. So I started recording messages on the answering machine. And then I would answer the phone, take messages for staff in the company. And the staff would not return the calls because they had this thing, I don't know what to say. And instead of just finding out what to say, they would just avoid answering the call. So I started telling people, what? They're not calling you, but I, I've left six messages. What's going on? And so I was like, let me handle this. <laughs> so I would go and start figuring out and talking to customers. And the company started saying, why are customers talking to you? You're in accounting. Because <laughs> that's what I was doing. And so I just take stuff on and I would notice the, the, the failures, like not, not the failures, but the breakdowns, like where, where was the problem occurring? Yeah. And then I would just put in a solution. I was like, okay, well, when you don't know the answer, go get the answer. If you can't find the answer, find, go up the chain and go say, I can't find the answer. So just that happened. And at one point I became in charge of many things. And now I was kind of like over my head and I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? And then I met computers (laughs) and then I just fell in love with it. I mean, I fell in love with the template stuff. Like templating was like my, ah, 
the angels are <laughs> from the skies because I was like, I kept answering the same thing over and over again. And I kept retyping the same thing over and over again. It's so, I mean, once I learned about templates, that was just like so magical. <laughs> it's like, okay, so here you go. Take this, this. Okay. So now I was able to say, okay, you, when this person calls, answer this. So I had it all mapped out. Yeah. One of the things that I'm hearing in this story is how you you sort of bypass whatever the kind of thinking is that most of us get clobbered with that oh I can't do this or uh, you know how is it going to look that it doesn't seem like those kinds of thoughts deter you in the least you just are you know blinders on and well maybe not blinders off maybe it's yeah. blinders off you just go after what it is so you're not deterred so much by the kind of insecure thinking that happens to most of us that makes us go sideways and give up whatever project we were pursuing to begin with. I think I think that's probably the singer in me. Like, you know, when you're a singer, you basically wind up in front of people. I mean, and I remember the first times that I would sing I mean, I was so stressed out, like my mouth was so dry. Not so much when I was young. When I was younger, I would sing like my first time in front of a crowd. I think it was I was seven and I was singing my own verse. I was at church and I was singing my own verse in a song. We were a, there was a choir and I had my own verse and I was like so proud of singing my verse, you know. And so back then, I didn't have that much of um, self, like I didn't listen to, I didn't even have it. It's not, it's not that I didn't listen to it, I didn't have it. Like, I mean, as I grew older, people started to play, you know, to call me names, my brothers. <laughs> not going to name names, but it was my brothers. <laughs> and uh, so then I started having the thinking about it. But as I grew older, it was like in my 20s, when I finally came back on stage, because I left for a little bit, and then I came back on stage, I really saw the things that I was actually afraid of. I saw that I was afraid to mess up. And then I thought about it. And I was like, I actually mess up every show. So what's the use in me worrying about that? I was afraid to having the wrong note. And I was like, yeah, well, I do that every time too. Um, forgetting the words. Most of the time I make them up anyways, because I like, because when I was singing, I had my, my songs in front of me, but I was too busy partying and entertaining everybody that sometimes by the time you come back, you're like, where was I? I don't know. So I know there were words here. Let me make them up, you know, and I kind of like got over that. So it's not that it's not there, but it's kind of like I kind of saw that it's like it's no use putting all my energy on the what if I screw up thought. Yeah, because I did anyways. And the big one was what if they judge me? Yeah. And I was like, they all do. <laughs> they every, every single one of us, yeah. we all judge. We, we all have 
our version of a judgment. Yeah. Well, I think you were very fortunate in being able to either pull your own wits together and see the truth of the way the world is, or you had some extra special training in that department. And I've noticed, and, and we've talked about this before, that this, the, the kinds of things that derail us, the kinds of thinking that derails us is the same. It doesn't matter whether you're a CEO, whether you're a home, I don't, I'm afraid to use that word, homemaker. Yeah. Yeah. If you live and work at home, whatever your profession is, or if you're retired, doesn't matter. For all of humanity, we still get so flubbered up about if I'm doing it wrong and what are other people going to think everybody does it so and we all think it's we think it's so personal to us you know but everybody gets waylaid by those kinds of thoughts at some point or another until they finally realize oh that again and then it's not so powerful so you've stepped out of the magic circle yeah one thing I wanted to ask you about since this is a conversation about creativity is what you think the difference is between creativity and talent? Hmm. Hmm. I will say for people who are listening or watching to this conversation, this is totally unscripted. So I'm, I'm throwing questions at Jasmine that she's not prepared for, but you know already that she's able to come up to the pat and yeah. knock I, it out of the ballpark. Let's see if I can do this. Uh, <laughs> so I, 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 my, I do see talent. I have an answer for talent pretty quickly. I think that talent is um, persistent um, repetition practice like I think that like the inspiration will be hmm I wonder if I could do this like if I look at the way that I, I do it you know like mm -hmm. I wonder if this can happen and then the talent is you know my practice my experience of looking for the information like I've been doing this for so long where I'm like you want to what hold on let me see <laughs> you know and then I kind of go into it and I I feel like everybody can do that I think everybody can just go out and find that information if they can just say okay well you know how do I do this but when I first started my searches were you know just inexperienced I would search for different things like especially I I'm, I'm French, right? My first language is French. So when I first started work, my, I had more, I was more of a French girl, <laughs> but then I, the, the job I had was working with the United States. My territory was United States and international. So working there, you know, I took care of sales for five years. So five years of like, English speaking constantly. That's all it was. But when I was searching, I was searching in French and I couldn't find my information. The, the searches in French, my, I was speaking a French that's from Quebec and 
the answers I was looking for was a French from the, like it was the wrong terms, right? And then I started searching in English and then I saw that I honed in on, you know, oh, well, if I do this, this shows up. If I do this, this shows up. In the beginning, I used to go into like gazillion pages. Now I don't, right? So that's, but that's, I get that that's my talent where I go, okay, I've seen enough. Let's go, come back. So it's a long way around what I think talent is. Um, creativity. Hmm. Huh. I feel like I'll tell you what I think it is, and then let's compare notes. Okay. So I think creativity is a capacity, like a like the capacity of a bottle is to hold stuff, and for us, creativity. The way I've been seeing it and experiencing it is that creativity is something. It's like an um, an endless well. It's like an artesian well that there's always something in the pipeline and it's always available to us. It's not a, it's different from a skill because the skill is the refinement or the expression of creativity, whether it's what we're going to wear today and we're both wearing black, which is interesting, or what we have for lunch, how we put things together, or in your case, how you put things together from uh, either a technological standpoint or with your coaching and understanding how things uh, psychologically get put together. So you think creativity, uh, that skill, how you put your food together, for example, that's a skill. That's a, I think it's more of a, uh, you can refine the skill, but I think that creativity itself is like the capacity to speak, to have language. Yeah. I don't know I've, where it is in the brain, but I think I've, that we all have it. And as we develop it and we play with it and we say, well, what about this? And the more we realize that creativity is something that permeates everything in our lives, everything we do, breakfast, clothes, lunch, um, you know, building a website, all yeah. of that stuff comes from that wellspring of something's in there and something wants to be expressed now how do we do it and that's where the talent and skill come in i i agree with you i i i see like i never seen creativity in my food because i kept eating the same foods and and actually i didn't cook so <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh in the past few years i have started cooking and it's it started with you know, buying the meal kits, you know, and thinking, I'm never going to be able to do that to Oh, actually, I can do that to Wow, I love this taste. I wonder how this taste would be with this taste, and then putting them together and going, man, that was good, you know, and then I started, I call it playing, I kind of like, play with stuff. And I and that's what I do. Yeah, in creativity, when it comes to my creativity, is like I play. Like, and you know, I, how many times have I told you, okay, I'm just going to go play with this? Hold on. And then I jiggle and I go, oh, I found it. Right. 
Right. So really, there's about a, a thousand words for creativity. Yeah. Playing, messing around, mixing it up, noodling, finding something different. What else is possible? What wants to show up? What else can we do with this? And I see how you do that so well with your ability to help people with their technology in sharing their messages and, and sharing their gifts with the world. So how does that, how do you see that when you're helping someone become more open, more receptive to technology, where like me, I thought this is way beyond my skill set, you know, way beyond my pay grade. What is it? There's something that you have, this gift that you have for making it easy um, and fun. Well, thank you, first of all. <laughs> and and I, I, I guess I have this thing where I, I know that it's, it's thinking. I know that there's, there's a thought that says, wait, you want me to do that? I'm not going to do that. And then, and as soon as you're there, you, you just can't see anything. And I kind of go, no, no, don't look at that. Hold on. Let's look at this. You know, let's first look at what do you want to do? So we kind of look at that. Okay. So then if we did this, then that would do something. And then I start with small. I, I, I always take a small and, and when I see people go into their heads, I go, no, 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 don't, don't look there. Come back to me. <laughs> Just come back to me. They get and that glazed <laughs> look in their eyes, right? And then yeah. their eyes start to roll back in their head. Yeah. It's funny because. Um, like a, a lot of my clients I, I talk to, and then I kind of like go, okay, so plug in, I'm going to do something. And then, and then, you know, you know, me, I ask people to plug in or I plug into them and then I show them what I'm doing and I can see them go, well, what is this? No, no, don't go there. We don't care what that is. Come back. <laughs> we just like, we're not doing that right now. We're doing this. And it's a lot of fun to see people just come back to focus and start noticing how they're like, cause we, we do want to look like this, right? We, we, we want to be able to look wide open and see what's there. But when we're working on a project that we think we can do, then it's much better to just start doing this first. And no, I'm, I'm wondering, um, I'm in my own mind, I'm making this connection between what you're pointing out to the way our thoughts get in the way of our creativity. So it, what I'm hearing and what you're saying, what I'm making up anyway, is that when we are unsure of ourselves, we are kind of scanning our 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 vision you know and what 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 about this what about this what about this and it's very similar to what happens with our thinking where we get on um what we consider shaky ground because we haven't done it before or we've tried and failed miserably that we start worrying about well is this the thing i should focus we, we lose our focus and yes. i think you have such a good skill at bringing people back to what their focus is, what they want to be doing and, and realizing they don't have to focus on that. They don't have to pay attention to that. That's just extra. Yeah. Same with our thinking. Yeah. 
I, I think that when, like, obviously, I love to help people get started. Like, I mean, I, that's the, the thing that I love to do. I love to help people get set up with their website, get set up with their podcast, get set up with their making visual, get set up with their organizing. Like, I think that organizing is, is something important that we don't do. Um, we don't do because we think I'll do it later. As we know, later never comes. <laughs> right? right? So I, Yeah, and then there's always 10 times, 100 times more work to be done. Exactly, exactly. So sometimes it's like just small fine tunes. And I'm actually using, I actually use, um, I love systems. So the I, I use the systems in the way, in a way that, uses the mind because we are creatures of habit, right? So I look at organization like that. Like I want you to be able to organize yourself, put down those habits of doing things that will serve you so that you can free up your mind to be that creative person that you are. But now you're so busy with where did I put that email? Where's that picture? Hold on, I have the picture somewhere. Uh, <laughs> You're describing me. <laughs> I'm describing many people, not just you. So it's kind of like doing that foundation work to begin with. And some people, you know, like I just talked to somebody, I, I helped them organize their Gmail. Like people all everybody works with Gmail and I've helped her set up the Gmail. So she's like looking at her Gmail and I'm looking at her Gmail and she's got 19,000 emails in her inbox. And I'm like, what are you doing with 19,000 emails? So I, she's like, yeah, but I want to keep it. And maybe, and what if I want to? So I showed her how to do labels and how to file them and how to create tabs and all that stuff and she wrote and you know originally it feels like such a big thing but I showed all the shortcuts because you know me I had to save time so I showed all the shortcuts and she replied and she's like I feel I love this like I feel such a joy to just be able to know that everything's filed and if I'm looking for something I'm gonna find it and that then frees you up yeah. to think about other stuff. We don't get how it actually crowds our mind. That's a really good point. And, you, you know, I'm thinking about my own experience of, of my many emails that you helped me order and straighten yeah. out and get rid of. Yeah. But in terms of creativity, it's often said that when we have fewer options, we are actually more creative because we don't, just as you were saying earlier, we're, we're not looking everywhere on the screen. We're looking right here. We're looking right in front of us. And that gives us that freedom to create and just focus on what it is that needs to be done or wants to 
emerge from the process that we're involved in. And I, I just see so many parallels in what you are offering people in terms of organization uh, and technology where whatever it is that is meant to come through us, whatever we're sharing, whatever gifts or talents that we have, there's a way to do it that makes sense and has clarity to it and focus. And if I am all over the place, whether it's technologically or in my own head, it's a lot harder to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's it's so like I really feel like when we use the right tools, like sometimes people will use a certain tool versus another tool because this was the best one. Like I've researched it and this was the best one. They could use this one and and it would be much simpler for them this one might be the best one if you've got you know a fortune 500 company right but this one is awesome for self-employed people (laughs) and it's so much simpler yeah right and then you don't have to wonder start learning how do you work this big best software versus this no-brainer software Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. So I'm curious. I've made some connections in our conversation about the technology side of what you do for people. And I would love to hear you talk about how you translate that into your coaching. Ah. I feel like we all know, we, we all know what to do when we can see clearly, right? So if your mind is, I'm going to say, if you've stored the stuff where you know you're going to find it, you know, you can have a clean slate and and see clearly oh okay i i want this i know where to find that okay so then i don't need this so what do i want to create now and then talk through that whole aspect of what you want to do because you already know what you want to do I'm not making any sense. I think, are you telling me you're not making sense? Because you're making sense to me. Okay, tell me what you're hearing so that I can come back to myself. Well, here's my understanding of what you're saying is that most of the time we have a very busy mind. And we're distracted by this thought or that thought or laundry or dog food or lunch or... You know, whatever it is, or somebody, a person that we have on our mind. And that gets in the way of what you're talking about, that clarity and simplicity and that that almost that binary knowing, yes, this, not that. But if I am caught up in my thinking about, well, should it look this way or should it look that way or who is it appealing to or what you know making so many unnecessary 
um, restrictions of what possibly could come into my mind, it's a lot harder than as what, what I think you're saying is that clarity that we do have when we're not all up in our heads about what we think maybe should happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I was saying that. <laughs> but you, like, as I'm as I'm listening to you repeat, uh, or explain what what I was saying, I really, um, I can see that when I'm working with clients, they know what they want to do. And then they just start explaining to me like, I'm going to have uh, I'm going to give an example of somebody that was calling me and they wanted a website and they were, you know, they're at the beginning. They're like literally at the beginning. So, I mean, they don't need to have all their SEO like, and I'm going to have experts calling me and telling me, what are you crazy? No, they need SEO. I really don't think so. I think in the beginning of our business, our website is going to change so much because we're creating and it's changed. I mean, I don't know how many times I've changed my website. Even right now, if you go visit my website, I really don't like it. I'm working on another one right now because I'm constantly creating and seeing what I'm going to offer now. So it's constantly working. So I don't have a product like, um, I don't know, like a store where I need to have the keywords, the appropriate keywords, so that when people search, I don't know, something, they're going to find my website, right? I don't need to worry about the SEO part yet. I, I honestly don't think it's important. Right now, what I need to know is what the heck am I going to sell? How am I going to word it? What is it going to look like? Like, that's what I want to do right now. And there's so much information out there that we get lost. So when I talk to people and they say, okay, Jasmine, I want a website. And I go, okay, let's go. What do you want? Welcome about us. Contact me. <laughs> That's it. It's done. Right. I'm done. And they're like, I can't do that like that. Like, what do you mean? I can get you a website and like, give me two hours. I'll get you website out. Right. Because we overthink it has to be the right words, has to be there. No, you can always change it. Always. I think that's a, a really good point. It, whether it's building a website or pretty much anything else, whatever we do, if we don't like it, we can change it or do it over again. It's not yeah. that, that it's not one and done. And my own experience when I was growing up was, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to say I'm a recovering perfectionist is that you had to get it right the first time or you'd be subject to intense criticism or rejection or who knows what else that would be unpleasant and undesirable. But to be able to just not have everything be so crucially important that it's just, we're just trying stuff. We're not, it's not final until we take our last breath. So there's always an option for something else. Yeah. I have so like, I have, you know, how many of the people that know me that are close to me that are like, Oh, here she goes again. You know, cause you know, I sold vacuums. I mean, my, one of my very first jobs, like when I came to the city, because I lived in a, I, I sold vacuums. I mean, I was, uh, I was a singer songwriter. I hosted open band nights. I did interviews uh, uh, on video for singer songwriters. I had 
you know, I have had four podcasts, um, <laughs> I wrote books and, and that's just in me. I'm like, Oh, let me try this. And let me try that. And what I've seen through it all, like some, some of the things I wanted to do because I wanted to be seen. And then I was like, do I need to be seen? Like the more, the more I created, the more I saw, okay, well, you know what, that part really cool, but the more I learned about me Mm. and, you know, people tell me, are you doing something else again, Jasmine? And I'm like, "Mm, maybe, probably. You know, that's the multi-potentialite in you, the, the, the multiple potential that you are sharing and experimenting with. And that's just, you know, our, so much of our culture is built on this idea that we need to be an expert in a single area. And so people who are chefs and then they become a lawyer and then they become a organic vegetable farmer and then they become something else there's this still there's still this stigma that you know they they're they're a quitter or they can't settle on one thing but i think the truth but you know if you just rephrase it like jasmine's a renaissance woman she can do this and this and this and this and there is there's an odd response by the rest of the world it's it's a mixture of admiration and disapproval (laughs) because they don't they haven't been given that same permission by themselves to just go with whatever it is that's calling to them and And you've done that so many times over it's really impressive and i've and i'm dealing with and i've dealt with that conversation but i'm not an expert like if i could tell you like the closest I've become to an expert would be my customer relationship management like in this particular software um, I I'm very versed like somebody that uses the software just call me I can I can handle it no worries I've built many a databases and I know how to build them and and when I speak database I feel like I'm foreign like <laughs> You know, like most people go, I'm like all excited. I think I met one person ever that understood that language. And I was just like, that is so cool that I can talk with somebody that understands me. Like, I really feel like I'm a weirdo. Um, But what I did, and and I thought it was that particular software, you know, because I, I worked with it for 10 years. And then I went into consulting for like five years. And so I was with it for 15, yeah, yeah, a long time. And, um, and so I thought it was that software. Yes, I understand customer relationship management. But I'm, I'm just really good at figuring stuff out when it comes to making things happen on the web. (laughs) You know, and I'm not a specialist, but I'm going to make stuff happen. Yeah, all those labels are really unnecessary at a certain point. Yeah. And I think that what you're saying about making things happen, that's the key because you have a a flexibility about you that you can help people. For instance, when you talk about customer service management and, and how I'm hearing it is that 
you have an, uh, a unique ability to find out what people want and lead them to it. Not even so much tell them what to do, but you the way that you share information is not uh, it's not exclusive. It's not like I have the answers and this is what I'm going to make you do or say, but it's you bringing out what people have in their minds already about what they want to express. So you're putting the two together. Who's the person? What do they need? Where do they want to do it? How they want to do it? So that, and and then on top of that, the skills that you have as a coach to be able to really listen. I think that's one of the things that I'm always impressed with you is that you're very present when people are talking about what they need, whether it's technologically or psychologically. And you you have a, an ability to listen that makes people very comfortable, that they feel understood and they feel like you know what they need. And then the next step is that you end up delivering it for them. And it's it's a beautiful thing. Mm, thank you. I'm working with someone right now. I'm creating a podcast. Well, this person wanted to have a podcast and I'm walking her through it. And what she said to me, which was like, and it comes to what you're, you're pointing to. She says, I, I really feel like I'm co-creating. She says, you're doing it, but I'm co-creating. And and that's what I love doing. I love to hear what is it that you want? Tell me more. Okay. So if we did it this way and you got this, would you be happy? And they'd be like, yeah, you know, <laughs> so that's like, that's what I do. And, and it's real. I love it. I mean, and and, you know, people say, which industry are you in? I'm like, oh, the human industry. What do you, what do you, <laughs> you know, what do you want to do? Are you a coach? Come on, I can help you with that. You know, are, are you selling trucks? Come on, I can help you with that. <laughs> are you, like, I, I don't care what it is. Just, but that's hard to market. <laughs> Well, you know, I I see that all the time. In fact, I had a conversation earlier today with someone who was trying to make me identify a niche that I was targeting. And I thought, aren't we all human? Don't we all have the same same problems, the same challenges? Yes, people like it if it's specifically, they feel maybe sometimes more... Um, recognized if you're saying, well, I only work with female entrepreneurs, or I only work with male CEOs, or, you know, you, you narrow it down that way. But yes, there is some research that suggests people, you can take the same information and package it slightly different for different yeah. markets. But when you come down to it fundamentally, I hear what you're saying is that we all have the same challenges, whether it's learning how to articulate what it is that we are offering or how do we package it? How do we share it in a way that really can clearly express what it is that we have to say? And, and yeah. you're really good at, at helping people do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got people, listen, I was working, I, I've been working with a magazine for 15 years. I went in there. It was supposed to be a three weeks project. It was supposed to be three weeks. I was supposed to be importing data from one place to another. And again, you know, I speak, 
<laughs> I see things I speak. So I'm like, you know, I, I, he's like, can you, can you create an architecture for the data? And I'm like, of course I can create an architecture for the, so created there. So, you think you can train my staff? Well, yeah, of course I can train your staff. Like, what do you want them to do? So it all, it, I mean, it just like from one thing to another, and now the build, the, 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 the foundation of the business is built. I mean, they have their processes, they have their policies, they have, you know, their products, they have, and, and now it's just kind of like, okay, so we want to create a new product, Jasmine, what do you think? I want to do this, 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 would that work? And then I kind of just go into the architecture in my brain and I'm like, yeah, you're good. You you can create it. It's going to be called this and you're going to do it like this. And they're like, okay. And <laughs> off they go. And, and the wheel just turns. Right. So yeah, it's, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. You just have to get clear. So it's the get clear. Yeah. The get clear is the most important thing. So the thing that I'm coming up with, like I'm telling you, I'm working on my new website. So it's get perspective, right? So talk to people and go get perspective, get clear, get organized and get going. Sounds pretty simple, <laughs> but so, now I just realize it's that simple. Yeah. That, and that's what I do. So I kind of like come up and say, okay, well, what do you want to do? Let's get clear. And then I hear the, I, I call it the crap and I hear the, <laughs> you know, this is a distraction. We don't need it right now. Okay. This is a, a mosquito. Let's take that one away and let's just get to the core of what it is that you want. And then let's build from there. I think everybody needs you, Jasmine. Hmm. Here's my phone number. <laughs> can we shift gears a little bit? And can you tell us about the podcasts and different programs that you are offering right now? Well, right now I am doing a podcast. I'm at season two of Dream It, Dare It, Do It. Um, I've had a lot of fun, been meeting a lot of people talking about how to live the life you want. And everybody's got and it's so funny, because my guests all say, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about living the life you want. Really? Yeah, I want to know, like, what do you think about that? <laughs> so we have that conversation. Um, so that's going well, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Um, and the programs that I'm offering right now, I'm offering, if you want to start your podcast, I help with that. So I can either I help with the whole thing, you know, like I, I, I help with the, the visual. Um, how do you want your process to be like I help with the editing of the video or the audio or if you want to do and I help with the building of it, like the whole thing. So where are you going to host? What are how are you going to process it? How many episodes are you going to do? We kind of go through that whole thing. I love doing the podcasts. Um, then I also help with organizing one of my favorite things, obviously organizing Gmail it took me so long to work with Gmail, because I hated it. And then I figured out how to work it. And now I love it. Um, I'm also helping with MailChimp, those people out there who know what MailChimp is, 
will know what it is, but it's basically, you know, sending out emails to your clients. I help with that. And I love automating things. So yeah. And one-on-one coaching, I'm doing deep listening sessions. I'm starting, starting this soon. And a deep listening session is basically listening to you, like really deeply listening to you so that you can hear yourself and see for yourself the crap (laughs) that's in the way and get clarity. Yeah. And that's such a a gift for someone because how many people really have that opportunity to be listened to and have a, not only a sounding board, but someone who can reflect back to them where their thinking is getting in the way or whether their feelings are clouding their judgment or where they can find a ray of hope when they feel like they're discouraged and whatever it is they want to do is impossible. Yeah, it's 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 like my experience of speaking with somebody that's truly listening to you is I don't have to worry about because we naturally do this, not I'm going to say normally do this, like when we're talking to somebody and somebody talks back to us, you either want to defend, you either want to defend yourself. So you're busy in your mind, you're trying to get something through, but you're busy in your mind, defending your position, trying to understand what the other person does. This is not the kind of sessions that I do. The kind of sessions that I do is about just listening so that you could say everything that you want to say with no fear of repercussion, no judgment, no, like, it's just like, say it, get it out. Yeah. So that you can stop retaining it and using your bandwidth. And then you'll feel so at peace. And then you'll be like, wait, what was my problem again? Yeah. Yeah, that is so valuable. And and it's, again, it's one of those things that uh, is nicheless. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. We're just, we all need that space to let ourselves just let it come through and then i think what you're pointing to is that are we realize what's important to us we realize what it is we're really after and that that uh, other capacity that we have which we've talked really about today which is that wisdom that inner wisdom that we all possess that starts to shine through once we've gotten the yes we've gotten the noise out of the way yeah, because now you can finally get in touch with you. And when you get there, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, I remember that place. Yeah, and it feels really good. It does. <laughs> it definitely does. Yeah. yeah. What else would you like to share with us about creativity and creating and exploring and being an adventurer? Well, my podcast is called Dream It, Dare It, Do It. Like, really? For me, those are just like 
dream, let yourself dream, no matter what your thinking says, like, don't care what you think, just let yourself dream, then dare to just go ahead, do it, try it out. I mean, so you'll fall flat on your face if it doesn't work. So cares, but at least you will have tried, you know? So I really love the dream it, dare it, do it, people. Just like, think about it. If you think about it, dream, we stop dreaming because we think we have to stop dreaming. Get practical. We dare, we stop daring because we think we shouldn't, you know, and we don't do because we think we shouldn't. Like, it's all about thought. So once you're in this, like, there's one thing that I came to not long ago, when I'm in this place in me, or it's not in me, but when I'm finally touching that peace that I know I have, I really don't care what anybody says. I don't even care what I say. (laughs) And I think that's what allowed me to do all of these things because at one point I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's okay. So this friend is going to think this and that friend is going to think this and this person that I know is going to say this. Oh, and my dad. Oh my God. What is my dad going to (laughs) say? I don't care. And you don't care because, fill in the blank. Because it's just thought. It's just, it's, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it doesn't matter. It's all made up anyways. Everything is made up. So to be able to choose which made up version we're going to live into, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. That's the thing I I see so much is that how easily we're manipulated by what other people will think. Yeah. And that's all made up too. We don't know what they really will think and and does that re- it, it's like so what? Yeah, and <laughs> they're worried about what you think. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) well, honestly, what they think is probably what you think. Like, you know, like they're thinking about what you're thinking and you're thinking about what they're thinking. And none of you are thinking about the same thing, really. (laughs) And you're not getting any closer to whatever it is that dream that you have, that being willing to dare something because that it's like a screen, you know, well, if I think, and then they're going to do this and then they're going to do this. And then just as you were using the example of working with technology, we get so distracted by, oh, what is, what's that icon? And what is this? And what's that over there? And where do I even look that we lose track of that dream? It's all us, you know, right now, I, I'm listening to, I've, I'm, I've been Netflixing, and I'm listening to The Circle. And The Circle is a reality show where it's, it's a social media game, and nobody sees themselves, and they can come in as catfishes. 
And in this episode right now, there's a girl that came in as a guy and there's a girl that came in as herself. And the girl that came in as herself is in love with the girl that came in as a guy. <laughs> you know, but what I'm seeing is it's all occurring within her. She's the one who thinks, oh, he just said this. And it's making me think that he's really genuine. Yeah, exactly. You think he's genuine. He's not genuine. I mean, everything is occurring inside of you. You're the one creating it. it has nothing to do with anything outside. And it was, it's just so flagrant to me. Like I'm looking at it going, girl, like, you know, but I understand that she doesn't know. She's not seeing what I'm seeing. Like, you know, when, when we have that perspective, we, we kind of go, uh, uh, uh. but if we could just keep in mind that everything occurs from within every single thing. Like I'm having this conversation and I'm feeling this great space. You know, I could be stressed out of my mind right now, but I'm not, but it would still be coming from within. Yeah. And that's where I think <clears throat> you have such a, a skill, a talent, a creative vein in, in showing people how to get out of their own way and what to really focus on it just makes all the difference in the world yeah thanks it's i i really i really feel like everybody underneath it all we're all love we're 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 all love and then something happened and then we said okay now i'm not never going to do that again never going to do that again never going to do that again but that moment's past. You don't have to hold on to it. Today, you might not even be offended by it anymore. Like, so like, just stay in the now. You're underneath your love. Just drop everything that's not love and your life will be like so peaceful. Reminds me of something that Byron Katie said once, which was uh, to the effect of, I know that everybody loves me. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that is good. So I think we've come to the top of the hour for our time together. Can you just share with us your website and your name of your podcast again and anything else that people might want to know about to get hold of you? Yep, you can find me on my website. That's where you're going to find everything. It's coachjasmine.com. And Jasmine is spelled J-A-S-M-Y-N-E. The podcast is on all platforms and it's called Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. So you can find that everywhere. Great. Well, thank you, as always, for sharing your wisdom, your humor and your insights. Thank you for having me, Nina. Thank you. And for those of you who are listening or watching, thank you so much. And bye for now. We'll see you on the next episode. Music